It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to the Philip Forsberg Show. That's right. Since the Preds have a break, we're going in-depth into the whole Philip Forsberg situation with the Nashville Predators. Could they potentially re-sign him? Could he still be on the market at the trade deadline? And uh, if they do decide to trade him, what are some of the teams that might be good trade partners for the Nashville Predators? Plus, if he does resign, what a future contract might look like. And we're talking Predators hockey this weekend. They take on the San Jose Sharks in a game you might call a must-win situation. Plus, it's Friday. That means Ann has cookies for our player of the week. Big show coming up today on the Locked on Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, thanks for tuning into the Locked On Predators podcast, and thank you for making us your first listen of the day. As always, I'm Nick Morgan. I am a writer and editor on thefourcheck.com, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I'm Ann Kimmel. I am a writer at onthefourcheck.com. Well, let's talk Philip Forsberg, shall we? Because oh, oh, we shall. That seems to be the number one topic in Nashville right now, at least surrounding the Nashville Predators. Heck, you know what? I'll go far. It's pretty much the number one sports mm-hmm. topic on everybody's minds uh, in Tennessee right now. Uh, of course, we're inching closer to the March 21st trade deadline, and the Preds are in limbo right now. Of course, a lot of people all season long have kind of been wondering if Philip Forsberg is going to be a prize of the deadline. Um, you know, you look at all the NHL.com and all the trade blogs, they still have him as kind of the prize possession up for grabs. But that's tricky, Ann, because we don't really know if he is up for grabs, especially listening to what David Poyle said this week. Well, that's very true. David Poyle was on 1025 The Zone, uh, as he is each week, and he was asked point blank, what's the situation with Philip Forsberg? And Poyle said, quote, no, I'm not trying to trade Philip Forsberg. I'm trying to sign Philip Forsberg. It hasn't been done. I don't know when it's going to get done. I don't have the crystal ball to say it will get done. Both sides want it to happen, but it hasn't happened now. As of today, I can tell you clearly we are trying to sign Philip Forsberg. Well, clearly it's not been done yet. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to marry Anna Kendrick. I don't have a crystal ball to see if that happens. (laughs) I think you would be a delightful couple. Well, thank you. Uh, I've got competition from Bill Hader, apparently, but... Yeah, um, okay. But yeah, I have a, almost the same level of confidence in both <laughs> happening at the moment. Really? Um, and and here's the thing. It, it's good to hear that both sides want it done cuz I really mm-hmm. do think Philip Forsberg likes Nashville. Um his fiance Aaron of course is a mainstay in the south. Um, you know, he's, he's made a lot of friends here. This is the only place he's played in the NHL his entire career. Thank you, Martin Erat. Um, For sure. And, and so it, it does, 
it's good to hear that they're going to get it done or that they want to get it done. Um, but that's that's the sticking point, isn't it? Both sides want it to happen. But is it going to happen? Like, are both sides going to get what they want out of it? And you have to question, how much is Nashville willing to pay? And yes. You'd have to imagine Forsberg's market might be high, like might be very high. And we can go into a whole argument about whether or not he's worth a high salary. Mm-hmm. But there's there- going to be a team that gives him what he wants overpays yes. you know, if he hits free agency. I agree with that. And I think that's part of what is so scary about this is that in the market, the way that it is now, there are plenty of teams. I mean, I think that there are teams that will pay Philip Forsberg more than maybe what he would be offered by David Poyle here. Uh, and I also think that so much of this feels like it's in limbo because we really are trying to figure out, you know, where the predators are and where are they headed? You know, Philip Forsberg, he's going to want a cup as they all yeah. do. But is, you know, does Philip Forsberg believe that Nashville is going to be ready to compete again for the Stanley Cup in the next, you know, five years? There there were points in the season where I would have said yes. After the Seattle game, you know, I don't know. <laughs> so I think that there's a lot of questions. And it is, I think the most frightening part is what you said, Nick. I think there are definitely teams in this market that are willing to pay Philip Forsberg, that are willing to overpay for Philip Forsberg. Yeah, and it kind of brings up an interesting point that you mentioned is where are the Preds mm-hmm. going? Um, because this is probably going to be Philip Forsberg's last big contract in his prime. Right. Um, And so this is a decision. It's like, Hey, am I going to win a cup with Nashville in my career here? Or do I have a better chance with another team? Is there another team out there that's willing to pay me what I want closer? And Mm -hmm. that is something that I don't think we're going to know for sure until he hits open market in the off season. Now, you know, maybe it's a Mikhail Granlund situation. Remember he hit the market twice over the past two off seasons. And all of us thought like, yeah, there's, there's no way he's gone. And he came back each time. Um, and, you know, the, the kind of assumption you made from that was that he tested the market and mm-hmm. just didn't like the offers compared to what he was getting with Nashville, um, you know, you kind of, I guess from his end, he weighed, you know, where teams that were willing to pay him were compared to where Nashville was. And, you know, at the end of the day, he signed a pretty good deal. Uh, I think it wound up being like four years, 5 million, something like that, mm-hmm. or five years, yeah. 5 million. Um, I should probably know this off the top of my hand, but whatever. Um, yeah. You know, you know, and so maybe that's where we're going to go with Philip Forsberg. Uh, maybe he doesn't want to commit until he hits that open market. Or we could be totally wrong, and he could sign an extension next week. He can sign an extension after this show airs for all yes. we know. So it's just it's a lot of unknown. And I think the thing with Philip Forsberg, and we've talked about this before, there's so many moving pieces to him. Um, that it's 
that it's more complicated than just do you want to come back? Yes. Okay. Here's a contract. There's mm -hmm. so many moving pieces involving pieces that aren't in the Nashville Predators or Philip Forsberg's control that I think are going to be at play here. Yeah, no, I agree. I think this is very complicated. And I do hope that the Predators can get something done one way or the other with Philip Forsberg before the trade deadline, because I can see a situation where nothing happens. He stays here and come the offseason, Philip Forsberg's gone and we've got nothing. You know, the Nashville Predators have gotten no return for that. And I think that may be my worst case scenario. What's your worst case scenario in this, Nick? You just mentioned it. Yeah. Is that Philip Fordsburg's gone, the Preds miss the playoffs, and they have nothing to show for it. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, I don't envy the spot David Poyle is in mm -hmm. right now. Um, because you have to make a realistic assumption about where you are as a team and where you're headed. Now, I will say this. If he kicks the tires on Philip Forsberg, like, you know, we reportedly have heard he's at least mm -hmm. seeing what he maybe can get. And if he's like, you know what, I don't like that. Like, it's not a lot. I can't really build around this. Then it might be worth rolling the dice holding on to Philip Forsberg past the deadline. But if that's the case, then you need to make the most of this yes. season. And that is a massive buyer's market at the trade deadline. Yeah. Like you need to invest, like you need to go after at least a couple of big significant pieces to try to win because this might be realistically mm -hmm. your last chance in several years. Yeah, there's no doubt that having Philip Forsberg on this team makes them much closer to being a cup contender than not having Philip Forsberg on this team. And I wish that it was an easier season to read the Nashville Predators, you know, because there have been times, like we've said, where we feel like this is a team that could really contend. They could get a couple of rounds into this. They could, you know, really um, have a postseason that could you know, they could go deep into the postseason. Then there are times like after the Seattle Kraken game where you come crashing back to earth and you say, nope, still a competitive rebuild. Yeah. You know, well, after some other expletives, you end up with still a competitive rebuild. And so this is a very difficult read uh, for the Nashville Predators, for David Poyle to gauge, okay, really, where is this team and and so much of what he decides to do is based on the answer to that question. And it's about as clear as mud right now. Yeah. So what I want to do is kind of look at both sides. If he resigns, how much could he possibly resign for? Um, if he's gone at the deadline, if the Preds kick the tires, who is a potential trade partner and what might the package for Forsberg look like? So I want to do that. But first, I want to mention today's show brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. If you're having trouble sticking to your New Year's resolutions to eat healthier, Built Bar is for you. It's a protein bar that tastes like the candy bar. They got something new out called Built Bar Puffs. It's basically a protein-infused marshmallow. It's fluffy. It's marshmallow. It kind of tastes like those uh, marshmallow Easter eggs that you get around uh, Easter. Those are some of my favorite. Covered in 100% chocolate, and they have a bunch of different flavors of the puffs. Churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. 
these are guaranteed to be your new favorite. But hey, let's be honest, not everybody loves marshmallows. That's okay. Built Bar still has plenty of other great tasting normal protein bar flavors like mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, salted caramel, and this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. It's got something for every taste. No matter what you get, though, all Built Bars are high in protein, low calories, high fiber, low in carbs, and low in sugar. So you know you can feel good about what you're eating. If you want to try it for yourself, go to built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked on Devils here. And let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Well, we're talking about Philip Forsberg. He is the big story around Nashville, and it's not even close. Um, Probably not since the Stanley Cup Finals. And has a hockey story dominated the Mm -hmm. entire state like this? Yeah, this is what everybody's talking about. And I don't think it's even just a Tennessee thing. I think, like you said earlier, Philip Forsberg is the hot commodity available on the market. And so anytime anybody mentions the Nashville Predators, you know, nationally with regards to the league, it ought, you know, ultimately comes down to is David Poyle going to sign Philip Forsberg? What's Philip Forsberg worth? Where, you know, where could he go? What would they get for him? This is the the story and I'll be honest with you I wake up every day and there's a part of me at some point in the day that thinks I need to check my phone because we're still on Philip Forsberg watch you know this is sitting on the edge of your seats and you know I'm I'm exhausted already like let's let's get something done before the 21st well we were exhausted yesterday because I think the Kraken game broke us as human beings Oh, so broken. <laughs> our our spirits are still crushed from that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is a situation where in a best case scenario, you would like this resolved by March 21st. Oh, yeah. My, my optimism that this is going to be resolved by March 21st is very, very low. Uh, I do yeah. not have your optimist vibes for that. <laughs> I know, I know we are all about good news and good yes. stuff, but uh, I'm, I'm not feeling good about the fact that this is going to have a quick resolution. And again, we can end this show and find out Philip Forsberg signed a seven-year deal with the Preds. But it, it could happen. But but I don't think that'll happen. So so let's look at the let's look at both sides here. Um, mm-hmm. Let's let's be optimists. Okay. Let's let's be Anne's shiny bright self. If <laughs> Philip Forsberg resigns in Nashville, either mm-hmm. in the next two weeks or in the summer, mm-hmm. what does his contract look like? 
Yeah, this is a great question. And, and it's something that people have kind of batted around um, what the parameters of this contract must be, could be, should be whole discussion. And I want to get your take on that in a minute. For me, I think you're looking somewhere around Duchesne Johansson, which I hate to say it because you almost don't want to put out an $8 million contract because just hearing the words $8 million contract makes people in Nashville feel twitchy after Johansson and Duchesne. It's cursed. I, it is a cursed contract. It is. Like, make it 8.1. Make it 7.9. But for the love, don't make it 8 million because there's yeah. something about that number that makes everybody, including myself, feel a little twitchy. But I think that's the ballpark. Realistically, I think that's the ballpark Nashville is in. But I do want to yeah. ask you, Nick, there's a hot debate going about uh, – should Philip Forsberg make as much as or more than Roman Yossi? What's your take on this? Because this has been a so, whole thing. So the the reasoning I got for that, that a lot of people are bringing up, is it's because Yossi's the captain. And mm-hmm. there's kind of this old adage in, you know, kind of old school hockey that you don't make more than your captain. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Red Wings kind of utilized that for a lot of years. Nobody made more than Lindstrom and then nobody made more than Zetterberg. Um, so it, it seems like that's that. And Yossi's 9.059 mm-hmm. contract, which is easy to remember because those are his jersey numbers. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, we will never need to go to cap friendly for that one. Um <laughs> You know, that that's that's a high deal, but uh-huh. it's also not a super high deal in the grand scope of some of the top players in the NHL. So what I'm thinking, I think Forsberg wants in a perfect world mm-hmm. nine to nine and a half million. And I would yeah. say he probably wants closer to nine and a half. I think he's worth nine. Like, I definitely think he is worth nine million a year, even. Mm-hmm. I don't think he deserves more than Yossi because I think Roman Yossi not only is the captain, but he's just the better player. Like, right. he has been the better player for the Nashville Predators for the past five, six years. So I would agree. If, if, that's, if that's the argument, then no, Philip Forsberg shouldn't make more than Roman Yossi. If he hits that open market, there is a team that is going to give him nine and a half. So then I think the ball goes to the Predators court. How high are the Predators willing to go? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and this makes me a little bit twitchy because you're talking about, you know, 9 million. um, And I think Sidney Crosby is around 9 million ish. Um, And I think to myself, is Philip Forsberg, Sidney Crosby. Now look, just as a total aside, Sidney Crosby's worth about the toenail polish on my left pinky toe to me personally. But according to the market, he's worth, you know, around 9 million. Is Philip Forsberg in that same ballpark for you? No. (laughs) Well, here's (laughs) the thing. This is where I struggle. So according to Cat Friendly, there are 28 players in the NHL right now 
that uh, make a average salary mm-hmm. of nine million a year. Crosby is not one of them. He has eight point seven AAV per year. Yeah, uh, which sure. Okay. Um, but I mean, you look like listen to some of these players that make nine and a half: Andre Vasilevsky, Evgeny Malkin, Mark Stone, Nikita Kucherov, who just signed um, a year and a half ago, Alex Ovechkin, Tyler Sagan. D- does he fit in yeah. that tier of players? Because those are game changing players. Yes. And that's yeah. where my question is, because you can say Philip Forsberg wants this particular, you know, and I think you're right. I think that's his ballpark. I think nine, nine and a half million. Yeah. But contracts don't happen in a vacuum. And when you look at, you know, I look at Roman Yossi and I agree with you. I think Roman Yossi is the better player. Very different, but I think as far as what this team needs and the role that they fill, I think Roman Yossi's the better player. And I think, you know, maybe Forsberg needs to not make as much as Roman Yossi. But then you think, well, we really want Philip Forsberg to stay, but then you compare him to some of these other $9 million players. You know, is he, yeah. you know, is he Ovechkin? Are we, are yeah. we Ovechkin numbers? And here's the thing. He may not be to Nashville, but sweet baby, Jesus, somebody, he may be and, and on the open market. And that's where just the wheels start to come off the, the bus a little bit, I think. Yeah. Well, well, if you're Philip Forsberg, all you have to do is draw a picture of Jeff Skinner uh, in Buffalo who makes $9 million. <laughs> Say, see? <laughs> That's I'm true. better than that guy. That's um, true. You know, it's it's going to be tough. Um, I, I think the Preds are willing to go to nine. Like, I really yeah. do. They have yeah. no reason not to be. They have the cap space. They do. Um, even with the prospect of Shea Weber maybe retiring in that big cap recapture penalty on the horizon, the Preds still have the space to make it work. It's just going to be a matter of do they want to pay him that much for that long? when they're already saddled with a lot of expensive, hard to move contracts and B is Philip Forsberg going to take that money when he possibly could get more on the open market. And, you know, Hey, maybe you do come back to Nashville, but you're at least going to want to maybe see if there's a team out there that's around the same as Nashville or closer to a cup. That's going to give you what you want. I'm yeah. leaning towards I think that happens. I think that's I think that's what the end decision or end play is going to be out of this entire situation. I think Philip Forsberg is going to at least test the open market. That is just my feeling yeah. on it. That doesn't mean he's going to sign with another team. I think he's at least going to go out there and see what the market's like. And I think at that point, there really is a very strong chance he could come back to Nashville. Um, it's just going to depend on what's out there for him. Yeah. And that's what terrifies me because I think the way the market is right now, there may be some things out there for him that may, may be a little bit more money than what Nashville will pay. It's just all a little bit scary, this Philip Forsberg thing. Now, we've talked about signing, not signing. I think we also need to look at what do the Predators need 
if they do decide to trade Philip Forsberg, what do they need? And we're going to talk about that coming up. But of course, we do want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Football may be over for the season, but we've got basketball. It's in full steam ahead for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props. <clears throat> props woo, to where the next fired coach is going to land betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs bet online remains the best spot for all of your sports scores podcasts and news this season and of course it is not just basketball betonline.net is your source for all things hockey they have boxing and ufc odds they're going to have your paralympic coverage and information there as well so head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action bet online where the game starts what's up guys trey matthews of locked on devils here and let me tell you about discover debit cash back wings for the game Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey. Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports. It's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game-changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Yeah, uh, Philip Forsberg is the hot topic conversation. We talked a little bit about, um, you know, what a new contract for him might look like, either if he resigns with the Preds or if he hits the open market. Let's get into the trade situation because I know I know what David Poyle said. But, and this may shock you, Preds fans, GMs in sports don't always tell you the whole story. <laughs> They're going to tell you whatever kind of makes teams panic less. So yes. let's talk about a potential trade for Philip Forsberg. Um, you know, and is there is there a partner out there that maybe stands out as somebody who the Preds can work with? That's a tough one for me. I can tell you what I think the Predators need. Well, let's let's do that. Like, let's let's do the package. Like, what would you want back mm -hmm. if you're the Predators? Um, I think definitely David Poyle is going to want a now and not yet. You know, he's going to want, you know, a top pick, a top prospect, something that's going to be developed and not yet maybe or a come join our competitive rebuild. We're just kidding. We're not competing for the cup. Um, so he may, but it's a competitive think, rebuild, but it's competitive. So, you know, so I think you could, you'll see a not yet piece like that. You're going to see a pick, you're going to see a top prospect, but I do think there has to be a component of a now piece. Like I think there definitely needs to be something brought in to make the competitive rebuild going on right now, more competitive. Um, and you know what's so funny is I go back and forth because obviously I think you're going to want some second line scoring. Uh, John Hines was very upfront that they want some more out of uh, Ryan Johansson's line. Luke Cunning has not maybe had 
quite the season that they were hoping that he was going to have. I can see them bringing in a piece for that. And I'm telling you, you have ruined it, Nick. If we don't get Phil Kessel for me, I will be disappointed because I really feel like that could be a good fit. But I also think there needs to be a look at some defense pieces as well. Mm, so, interesting. you know, yeah, I know. I think we're a great, we've got a great six when everybody's healthy. I just don't think, and I don't know that I would even say great. I think we have adequate six when we're healthy. I worry that we're not going to be healthy. And I think the drop off from your sixth defenseman to your seventh and eighth defenseman is, is a, a cliff that Nashville needs to address. Yeah. So there's two ways I think you can look at a trade. Um, I think you can make, you know, a decision about a build for the future trade, mm-hmm. in which case, you know, if you're realistically going to want and can probably get um, at least one first round pick, yeah. at least one blue chip prospect, maybe like another decent minor league player, and then like a current player. Like Mm -hmm. maybe just a young player on the team doesn't necessarily have to be a future top line guy, but somebody who can be a piece for your team, like probably three out of those four are what going to make a a potential trade package. Um, Yeah. The other way you can look at that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What? Who do you see? Like, are there teams that you think are, are, are potential partners in something like this? I can see teams that would want Philip Forsberg. Uh, one team that you hear a lot about in this situation is Boston. They yes. want scoring. Um, another team you hear about a lot is the New York Rangers, who have yeah, um, a lot of young pieces, and they think they can win a cup this year. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they certainly maybe don't have money to resign him, but they certainly have a deep enough prospect pool. Um, to maybe afford just, you know, one quarter of a season plus playoffs of Philip Forsberg. Um, The question is, are they going to want to give up somebody like, let's say Capo Caco, the the former number two pick who has had kind of a rough start to his NHL career, but still a lot of potential ahead of him. Um, You know, would, would Charlie Lindgren, maybe be a piece that's on the move up there, or maybe um, Keandre Miller, a young defenseman, as you mentioned, um, are the Rangers going to want to do that to bring in Philip Forsberg for one year? And I don't know if that's the case because, you know, whenever you hear, uh, you know, talk about the Rangers is yeah, they can win a cup this year, but they're still kind of rebuilding. Um, yeah. So, so there's that. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of, the key. I mean, another one is Pittsburgh. No, we couldn't God, possibly. We that couldn't is going possibly. To, that is going to torture hearts and minds of Preds fans everywhere. Um, Absolutely unacceptable. But the thing about Pittsburgh is they don't really have a prospect pool. And I'm not sure right. if they would have the pieces Nashville would want to pull the trigger on that trade. And we know David Poyle. David Poyle is a savvy guy. I mean, we're yes. talking about Philip Forsberg, who he got for Martin Erat. Let's <laughs> let's that's the kind of trade David right. Boyle has made in the past. Um, so it's not going to be easy. But the other end of that, Anne, um, there is a chance where if the Predators are kind of still in limbo, 
maybe you make a hockey trade. Mm. Like maybe there's a more right now piece out there. And I look at a team like the Calgary Flames, who is kind of a sneaky pick for getting to the Stanley Cup finals out of the West this year. They have been very hot. Um, Jacob Markstrom is on, you know, if it wasn't for Igor Shesterkin would probably be a front runner for the Vezina right now. He is having Agreed. a very good year. Yes. But they also have a bunch of contract nonsense coming up. Johnny Gaudreau is a free agent. Uh, Matthew Kachuk is a restricted free agent. There's a lot of talk that maybe they're not going to be able to resign um, them. There's maybe talk about they're almost a guarantee they're going to lose at least one of those this offseason. So maybe there's a play out there where, you know, if you're going to lose someone like Matthew Kachuk, maybe you try to trade him to Nashville to get Philip Forsberg for a year. And then maybe that gives you more motivation to sign Johnny Gaudreau. Yeah, that's I can, a lot of, I can a lot of maybes, that. but it's a lot of maybes. But if you're doing a hockey trade, if you're looking at a now piece, they're a team that I think I would agree with you. I think this is a team that's got something worth David Poyle picking up the phone for a Philip Forsberg. And here's the thing that you have to remember. You know, I always remind myself, David Poyle does David Poyle. Like the thing that you love about him is the thing you hate about him. And that is David Poyle is going to make the deal that makes the Predators better. So you've got to be ready for anything because if, if the right deal comes along, David Poyle does not have any sort of hesitation on pulling the trigger on big deals. So that's what heightens all of this. We have a GM who, who works the business very well and maybe does not take into account the emotions <laughs> quite right. as well, quite as much as I do. So this is just, it's a, it's a very interesting situation with Philip Forsberg. Definitely something we're going to have to keep our eye on because who knows come March 21st, you know, we'll see where we are. It's a crapshoot at this point. It is. Yeah. It is. Uh, real quickly, the Predators play the San Jose Sharks uh, tomorrow night in San Jose on a scale from one to 10. What, What's your scale of this is a must win game? 10 being the highest. Oh, this is this is an 8.5. Yeah, this is an 8.5. Like this team must you must win against this team. If you lose another game against a team uh, that is struggling the way the San Jose Sharks are and you can't get your stuff together, uh, this is a big, big, big problem. And I think at this point, like we've been talking about with the trade deadline, you don't want to have a real big problem right now. So this is a must win for me. How about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I look at the Preds schedule for the next couple oh, of weeks. Lord. And if you don't get points uh, against games like these against San Jose, um, then I think that is going to open a Pandora's box of issues for the Nashville Predators over the next couple of weeks. Um, It's Friday and every Friday and you give out cookies to your Preds player or person of the week. Who do you got this week? Who's getting the box of Duchess cookies? 
I'm going rogue again this week. I am tonight. The U.S. Paralympic sled hockey team takes the ice in the Paralympics against Team Canada in the preliminary round. This is a huge game, 11.05 Central Time tonight on USA Network. Make sure you tune in. You will love it. If you have not watched sled hockey, this is what you need to watch. But I am awarding cookies to goaltender Jen Lee for the United States. He is taking over after legendary goaltender. Steve Cash retired. This is Jen Lee's opportunity to shine. He's, of course, had plenty of international experience. He's going to be great. But I am sending Jen Lee and plenty of extra cookies for the rest of the team to the U.S. Sled Hockey Paralympic team. You guys are going to be fabulous. I can't wait. Yes. And a big Nashville connection to a lot of those guys, too. Yes. So definitely worth yep. uh, tuning in. Um, should be an interesting weekend for the Nashville Predators, a weekend full of good sports. Uh, if they lose on Saturday, oh, gosh. <laughs> you, you can't imagine how Monday's show is going to be. So that's something to tune in for. Um, in, for the sure. mean, in the meantime, Anne, uh, where can the fine people find you online? You can find my work at onthefourcheck.com. You can find me on Twitter at ANK underscore Mama on Ice. You can find me on Twitter, underscore NS Morgan. Read my work at onthefourcheck.com. Follow the podcast at LO underscore Predators. And if you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to like, share, subscribe, and leave a comment. Let us know what you thought of the show or if you have a topic you want us to bring up in a future show. That's going to do it for us today on the Locked On Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen today. Have a great weekend, everybody. We will see you next week. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.